Okay, let's begin our discussion of Parshas Ha'azinu. Parshas Ha'azinu, which uh, we have for uh, two weeks, Baruch Hashem, this year, to discuss Parshas Ha'azinu, though we're only going to do it tonight. Next week, Be'ezrat Hashem, we will be doing Parshas Zosabracha. Next Wednesday night, which usually, many times, we don't have a chance to do, but Baruch Hashem, this year, we'll have a chance to do Zosabracha, and Be'ezrat Hashem, we'll have a chance to do Breshas, because Simchas Torah is on Shabbos, we have a whole week, a whole week for Breshas, uh, really, we need about a month for Bracious, but uh, at least a week, at least a week. Sometimes you have some Kastor on a Thursday or a Wednesday, and you have like a day to do it. And uh, you want to be Maver Sedra, you want to start off on the right foot. You have this huge Parsha to do with very little time to do it. So, Baruch Hashem. This year, hopefully, uh, it always works out, but uh, this year it seems uh, the schedule-wise. Okay, before we get into Hazinu, and also we'll touch a little bit on, on this time of year, I'd just like to start off with a thought that I mentioned uh, in other shiurim already uh, this week, but again, it's, uh, it's a thought that I saw um, right here is um, a thought that I saw this um, this uh, this year, and I'd like to uh, to share it. Feel free, come on in, come on in, fill up those chairs. Okay, um, Pasuk says in Amos, in source number one, so just to get us into the mood for the uh, time of year that we are in, Pasuk says, Arye Sha'ag Milo Yira. A lion roars, who is not scared? And many Mepharshim, Bali Musar Darshin, the lion stands for Elul Rosh Hashanah Yom HaKippurim. It's an Aryeh, the lion. The lion is Aryeh Rosh Hashanah Yom HaKippurim. Aryeh Shog Milo Yira. And they give a mashal. And this I saw in a in Sefer Elohim Moadai. Sefer on one on two volumes on Shabbos, one on not the Sefer Elohim Moadai we've had in the past of Schlesinger. Or a little little one volume Sefer Elohim Moadai. Gives a mashal. What do you mean they're scared of a lion? He says, imagine you're walking down the street and all of a sudden you see a stray lion on the street. You're like, oh, scared. Oh, it's not screaming. Call the police. Call somebody. You can't deal with it. It's a lion on the loose. And yet, if we go to the zoo, the first thing we ask for when we get to the zoo, are the lions here? Right? More than any other animal, that's what defines, you know, if, if zoos uh, have lions, so then that's a different kind of zoo. You know, there are baby zoos and there are, there are, you know, different kinds of zoos. So there, please come in. There's more chairs uh, downstairs if we need. Uh, so says the, um, so says the marshal, what's the difference? What's well, the difference between a lion and a zoo, which we're very excited to see, and we'll go to the cage and make faces at the lion, and we'll, you know, have a good time with the lion, and yet, when we have a lion on the street, we're very scared. What's the difference? So explain the Bali Musar. He says, on, uh, in source number one, Ka'asher yesh mechitza. When there's a break, when there's a mechitza, when there's a separation between me and the lion, then I don't take the lion seriously. I'm relaxed. He's behind the cage. What does he have to do with me? He's separated. I'm okay. But if the lion's right in front of me and there's no separation, there's no wall, it's very real. It's right there. I can't move because it's right there. Then it's very scary. And then I feel it. When we have an Elul, when we have the Aryeh, Elul, Rosh Hashanah, Yom HaKippurim, if we have a Mechitza up, if it's behind the cage, if it's behind the wall, it's not so scary. There's a separation between me and me and Elul and me and Rosh Hashanah. I kid myself at the feeling it's not really so serious. It's, it's behind the wall. So then I'm not scared. But our job this time of year, over the next 48 hours or so, our job is to make it real. Our job 
in these last few moments of Tashrim Samach Tess is to make sure that we break down any mechitza and we are awed by the line in front of us, by the Elo, Rosh Hashanah Yom Kippurim, and we realize the day and the days that are coming upon us. Mishim Kach, line 11. Kachol Shema'alaso Shal Adam Gedola Yoser. The greater the Milo, the greater the level a person is, there's no machitza then if somebody is on such a high level that he realizes what this time period is all about there's no machitza the more scared he is the more the closer we are to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, the more we understand the greatest gedolim we're even more scared of Rosh Hashanah Yom Kippur if we don't focus on it and we don't realize what it's about. So there's, a, there's an imaginary line. There's a wall between us. Mechitza ave, mafrida bein olaveinam. There's a separation. Lachain, and therefore, we won't realize what these days are about. Now, in a little different vein, but it's somewhat similar. There's a line that I've mentioned in the past from the Balamor. The Balamor, one of the great we shown him, Rabbi Yonah quotes this Balamor at the end of his commentary on Pirkei Avos. Rabbi Yonah says, the Balamor says, lo yadati she yadati. Again, lo yadati sheyadati. I didn't realize that I knew something. Until I realized that I didn't know. Meaning, once he started learning, he realized what an immense. He, he learned. He knew something. Once he started to know something, and once he realized that he didn't know something, he realized that he actually knew something. Once he realized that he came closer to Hakadosh Baruch Hu, that's when he realized, "I'm so scared." The more we know the more scared we are. And that's the time period of this year, Ar Yeshag Milo Yira. So now let's talk a little bit about our Parsha, which is actually Parsha Shabbos Shuvah, which is next Shabbos, Parsha Ha'azinu. But let's see what messages there are here. And again, some of these messages will relate specifically to this time of year that we find ourselves in. Says Rav Zevin, in La Torah Vala Moadim. Says Rav Zevin, Azino Hashemayim Vadabeira will have a couple of thoughts. Most of what we're going to focus on actually is on the first couple of psukim in the in the parsha. There's a lot to say. Just reading Unkelis, right? Reading th- those who who do Maharaj with Unkelis, they earn their keep this week. Hazinu Zosabracha and Vayachi. Those are the three parshas where Unkelis is not just a translator but a commentator. Commentator, because you know what do the words mean? It's all a song. It's all a shira. So Unkelis has to give his pshat what the song means. So the first pasuk, Hazinu Hashemayim Vadabeira. Listen, heavens. And I will speak, and hear, and the land should hear what I'm going to say. Says Rav Zevin, source number two. The feeling that a person has when they're in shul, and they're standing davening to Hashem. It's a very different feeling. When I'm in shul, surrounded by my kehila, surrounded by my chevra, davening, focused, concentrating on what I'm supposed to be doing, versus when I'm outside, walking down the street, I'm at my job, in front of my computer, taking care of people in the office, I'm in a very different state of mind. And when I'm talking to people, it's different than when I'm talking to God. Shafal ve'anav, who margishes atzmo, when I'm in front of the Kaddish Baruch Hu, when I'm in shul, I feel humble, I feel low. Right? I realize how small I am. I realize, 
I realize what I am in the, in the larger scheme of the universe. As we say in Slichas. But how many of us, Rahman al-Islam, the second that we leave the shul, the second that we leave the coastlay base Medrish, a different person. Miyad, We're different. We're two different people. We're one person in shul, and we're one person at home. The difference. And one person outside our, our, our shul. Ume'ilav muvan, it's obvious. Shalozos hamatara, velozos hatachla shel hatfila. Obviously, not the goal of tfila to leave it in the shul. The kol shekain shel hatshuva. Surely, tshuva is not the point. Just to do it in shul and to leave it there. Shuva Yisrael ad Hashem alokecha. Return to Hashem. Avalozu bovan b'shashat haomid v'veisaknes as upon el Hashem. It's not enough to be in shul. Ella. What does the next pasuk say? Kuchui machim dvarim. Don't just return to God, but you know what? Take it with you and then keep returning to God. Says the Haftorah. Do, do everything in shul, but don't leave it in shul. You can't leave it in shul. We mentioned in the past, a couple of months ago, I think, right, the Mishnah Masechah's Brachas. What does the Mishnah Brachas say? The Hasidim Rishonim, they were Shoah, Shah Achas before they davened. They got ready for an hour before they davened and they got ready they had an hour after they davened. So we understand an hour before they dive in. They had to get into a certain frame of mind. They had to concentrate. They had to focus. Okay, that's we had to focus. But what about the hour after davening? What they stay there for? Just leave. You can leave after davening. What's the hour after davening for? So we mentioned, no, the point of davening isn't just to daven. It is. But then we have to sit and think, okay, what am I going to take from my davening with me? What am I going to put into my life? What am I going to take outside of shul? Right, that's... That's what, Rav, that's what Rav Zevin is referring to. Take him home with you. To the street. Wherever you go, don't leave it in shul. But take it with you. And he even says, that's what, how he explains the Pasuk, line 15. Right, literally, right, I was crying. I was crying when I, when I needed bread day and night. They say all day to me, where is your God? So, Rep. Zevin Darshans, Klomar. When I'm davening, when, I, when I'm crying for my bread, when I'm davening, the first half of the Pasuk, then I realize, of course I feel like Kodesh Baruch Hu. What about when I leave? And they say, no. So what about now? Right, we don't we don't believe in in the focus. The focus isn't the shul. The focus isn't to to stay to stay in shul and and, and be a different person at home. So says of Zevin, maybe that's an additional level shot of our first pasuk in our parsha. Hazinu Ashamayim va'adabeira. Moshe tells Am Yisrael. Right, the beginning of our parsha is a continuation of last week's parsha. The end of Nitzavim. Right, it says, Moshe Rabbeinu says, I'm being hadosi b'chem asashmayim v'sa'aretz. Listen up, I've talked to the Kal Yisrael. And I'm, I'm taking the sun of the moon as Edim. So says Rav Zevin, We get the same message every generation. What is Moshe saying? Not just hazinu hashamayim when you're involved in shamayimus. You're involved in heavenly actions. You're involved in heavenly thoughts. Shamayim. In the shuls, in the yeshivas. 
Not only Hazinu and Shemayim, but Vesishma Ha'aris Imrifi, even when we're involved in Artsius, even when we're involved in the Gashmias that we have to be involved in, and that we're supposed to be involved in, and making a Parnassah, and we're outside on the street, and in the store. Not just Hazinu HaShemayim, but Vesishma Ha'aris Imrifi. We have to constantly take the messages of the shul, take the messages of the inspirational moments, take it with us throughout our lives. This same idea is mentioned. I've given this thought in a, in a Rosh Hashanah Shir in the past, but fits in beautifully here, so I'll mention it again from the Shemana Tov. Shemana Tov, Rabbi Weinberger, writes in his volume, now he has five volumes out, but in his volume on Moadim. says the Shemana Tov, on top. We know Akedas Yitzchak, the centerpiece of much of what we do on Rosh Hashanah, Rosh Hashanah, the anniversary of Akedas Yitzchak. You know, every tefillah mentions Akedas Yitzchak. We lain Akedas Yitzchak on the second day of Rosh Hashanah. Tashlich even, according to some, is zecher to the Akedas Yitzchak because the satin dressed up as uh, water when Avram Avinu was on his way to the Akedah and he tried to dissuade Avram Avinu from performing the Akedah. And he floods him and Avram Avinu had the Mesir Nefesh and he kept going. And that's why we do Tashlech by water so that we are mazkir, that schus of Avram Avinu, that water didn't stop him. Right? So that's, focus is, is Akedah Yitzchak. Throughout Aserah made Tshuva, we add on a slicha, we add on a slicha that is specifically called Akedah. We have a Shlishia, we have a Shminis, and we have Akedah Yitzchak. So that's a focus. Thank you. Why do we focus on Akeda, the binding of Yitzchak? And what about the bringing up of Yitzchak? What about the burning of Yitzchak almost? What about the Mesiris Nefesh of Yitzchak? Why Dafka the Akeda? Out of all the aspects of the process, tying him down. What's the significance of the of the tying down? Oshar b'di alachanis Avram Malo says benov alachanis Yisroch likarvalam is beach. He's preparing to give himself ubeikar onamat gishem es akeda. Not even taking the knife, bringing the fire. Why the akeda? So the Shemana Tov quotes the Medrash, line ten. Ube Medrash, I'm Rabbi Yitzchak. Interesting. Rabbi Yitzchak says. When Avram Avinu was getting ready to tie down his son, Omar Lo, he says to him, Abba, Bachurani. Abba, says, Avraham, I'm a, I'm a young, I'm a young lad. Bachurani, I'm 37 years old, you're an old man. Vechoshishani, I'm worried. Shema Yizdazea Gufi, Sakin. Right now I'm okay with it, but you know what? When I'm lying there and I see the knife above my neck, I might, right? Might give you a bang. Might give you, right? We could be all good. Lahavdil. Lahavdil. No, there are those that, that aren't give throat culture givers. Right? Okay, I'm going to be good. I'm going to be good. Right? I, I'm included in this. Right? And then I, I keep my hands down with the second that it starts getting into the mouth. Oh, boom. Right? The hand goes up. you got to sit on your hands and tie them down. Right? So Lahavdil. Yes, I says, I'm good. I'm okay. I'm okay. But what's going to happen? I'm going to see the sword above my head. Boom! Right? So what does Yitzchak say? He says, Back to the Medrash. V'chashashani shami is dazeh gufi mipachta shalsakin. V'etzarech, and I'm going to cause you pain because you're not going to be able to do it properly. V'shema epasal b'shchita. I'm going to passel up the shchita. V'lo talal achal achal karbon. 
And it's not gonna, I'm not going to be a proper carbon. Ella kaftani yafe yafe. Tie me down really tight. Abba. Because I don't want to move. Miyad vayakadat Yitzchak. Yitzchak was tied down. What's the message? Vahadvar mafliyim, says the Shem Unbelievable. Tukka'ez Yitzchak muchan b'chali bolios karbon. Really, Yitzchak was ready to be the carbon to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. But he knew the inherent qualities of man. He knows that he feels inspired right now. But things, feelings wear off. And sometimes when the going gets tough, the tough do not get going. Or we're not as tough as we should be. And therefore, Yitzchak says, at the moment of inspiration, he takes precautions now so that in the future, when I might not have the feeling, I'm still going to be committed. Akdani yafe yafe. Vizel nukudas mesiris nifla. That is the amazing message. De'inu mistapik b'mashu akshav muchan l'malos ratzon Hashem. It's not enough that right now he wants to do it. El aroa es hanolav l'machar. He sees tomorrow. Umezayin es atzmal ka'es la'amdo b'nisayon yoser gadol la'achar zman. It's not just walking there, but during that time. That's why we focus on Akedas Yitzchak. The binding of Yitzchak. V'chol misha b'shem Yisrael yechuna. Anybody called a Jew. Misragish b'yom ayom v'norah shal yom adinazeh. We feel it on Rosh Hashanah. V'omit kal ayom b'tfilu b'eimau b'charad azadin. We're scared on Rosh Hashanah. We know it's all out there. It's all decided today. Avalam enav b'rosho yodeya. But we also know. Shalachra yemem anaram ha'eleh. That after a couple of days, maybe not after Rosh Hashanah, but maybe after Yom Kippur, we get back into our normal roots, our normal behaviors. Even if I don't go back to my foolish ways, I'll go back to my normal ways. Right? So either way, I will not stay on that level. And what do we have to do? Therefore, we read Akedas Yisrael and we focus on that in Rosh Hashanah. Bind me down now. What precautions can I take now? I know I want to have a chavrusa. Let me call him on Motsoi Rosh Hashanah. I'll call him in a week. It's a great idea. I'll call him next week. I'll see if he's available. No. I call him tonight. Oh, yeah, that shear is starting. I'll go next time. Yeah, tonight. No, it's not the first time. So it's just right now, right away. I got to build my sukkah. I got to take care. No, I'll go. No, right away. Akdani yafe yafe. Kaftani yafe yafe. Hazino hashamayim. Vesishma ha'aret, said Rav Zevin. Not only when we're involved in Shemaimis, when we're in the shul, but even after on, when we're involved in Artsius, and the feeling might not last, we can't leave it in shul. We can't leave it in shul. We can't leave it on Rosh Hashanah. We have to take it with us. Okay. Continuing the first Pasuk. Continuing the first Pasuk, or another thought on the first Pasuk. So the first two psukim, the first pasuk says, "Hazino shemayim vadabera sishmaresimrefi," and the next pasuk says, "Yarov kamatar lechi tizal katalim rasi." Right, my lekach says says Moshe through Hashem through Moshe, my lekach, my message should be like rain, should be like rain, Hashem's message, tizal katal imrasi, my imra, what I want to say to you should be like dew. So Hashem's, Hashem's messages to us are compared to rain and dew. Says the Chavetz Chaim, source number four. Hatorah shebechsav hi bebechinas shamayim. Right, if you parallel, if you parallel the first two psukim, you look in the bold print. 
Shemayim is compared to Matar and Lekach. The first half of each of the first two Pesukim go together. So Torah Shebechsav, which came from Shemayim, Bechina Shemayim, Vatar Shebalpehi Bechina Zaretz. Torah Shebalpeh, which comes from us, right? Chazal, made up Torah Shebalpeh. That's Aretz. Harishona Nimshala Kematar. Torah Shebechsav is compared to rain. Why? Why is Torah Shebechsav compared to rain? Klomar, in other words, Kishem Sheyesh Mispar Latipos Hamatar. Rain is countable. Raindrops. Right? There is a way to count the raindrops. The Avim Kachol Yerbuyun, we can't as human beings, but we could, let's say we had a cup as big as Earth, and we put cups all over the world, we'll be able to catch all the raindrops and count them. Rain is countable, it's finite. It is in the realm, qualitatively, of a Bali Mispar, it's countable. Right, you could count how many drops are in a cup. And I can see how much bigger is the is the barrel to the cup, and I can multiply it. And how much how many barrels could I fit in the world and arrange on this area? Right? So I could I could right, why did they know? In this park it was three inches of rain. How do they know that? Well they put they they, they held a, a a tarp over all of Central Park and they said in Central Park it rained this much. No, they, they took how much it rained in one spot and they multiplied it by the area. Right, so if you do that times the whole world, rain is countable. It's countable. It's finite. That's Torah Shebechsav. Kenefshar lispar mitzvah Torah Shebechsav. You can count Torah Shebechsav. It's finite. V'chamisha chumshin. There are this many words. There are this many letters. There are this many tagin. Ramach mitzvahs asay. V'chazim mitzvahs losasay. This many mitzvahs. 365, 248, 613. Fine. Ulam atar shebaal but Torah Shebaal Peh says the Chavetz Chaim is like dew. Can't count dew. Hatal hayori miyashemayim ala aretz mispazu al adama. You go outside, you try, you're like, there's no drops there. It's just like wet. You can't count, there's not like drops. Just wet. The inside's wet, the outside's wet. You don't know where it came from. I mean, it's just wet. You can't, you can't count it. Lo yimav lo yisafer. Ki halo enatal yachol hishag lechalakin. There aren't drops. like puddles. There aren't puddles of dew. Right, it covers, but you can't like catch it. It's qualitatively different than rain. It's not countable. It's one unit. Small, small parts. It's not countable. Though we can imagine how many drops could be in a barrel. Even if you have a tiny, let's say a little area. Let's say my, a car. You go outside, there's dew on the window, windshield. Even that area, you can't count the dew there. Dew. Actually, there aren't, we don't say dew drops. What do you think is dew drops? There's rain drops and there's dew. That's it. It's just dew. They're not drops. So that's Torah Shabbat Peh. Kenya Tarashabal Pe ain't Arof ain't Misfar. Tarashabal Pe there's no end to. Ain Gvul the ain Ketzavla. There's no finite amount. Ain't an imdad that's for ain't a besug mispari. You can't count it. Well, you can count every time you go to the farm store, there's more. And even if the person in the world who has the most farm out of anybody doesn't have every safe. Tarashabal Pe. Because it just keeps keeps going. It doesn't even keep going. Even in the past, the imkain hadavar. Says the Chavaz Chaim, that's the vart. Right? Tarashabal Pe, 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 Tarashabal Pe,
But now he says, isn't it ironic? Isn't it ironic? What do we, Jews, says the Chavetz Chaim, speaking you know, 85 years ago, what do we focus on? What do we focus on in our learning? In Cana Davar, if this is true, it would make sense. Halo Haisa Shuras Adenosenes, logic would dictate Shetsrichim Hayinu Leo's Bekiim Haytev, Bitar Shebechsav. One would think that we would be experts in the finite, right, written law, because that's a specific amount. That's it. All you got to know is this. Sheesh Bagvova Kitzva. I'm never going to finish anyway. It's infinite. But I should go step by step, at least to Torah Shabbat first. And then Torah Shabbat Let me do one at a time. Uveemes nahafochu adavar. It's the opposite, as we know. Shebet Torah Shabbat Yesh lonu barach Hashem lomdim muflogin bekiim charifin. Right, there are people who know Shas backwards. Right? There are people who could rattle off every Masech to Balpeh. Babli Yerushalmi. How many are there? How many are there? Right? We might know, we might know every Xos and every, every, uh, Every machlokas between Reb Chaim and and uh, Reb Shimon on a, on a daf Gemara. Ask me Rashi and Parshas Tazria. Well, Rashi's Gemara, but even ask me a pasuk Parshas Tazria. Ask me a pasuk. Ask me to name all the Shreyasar in order, right? Or Hashem, Tamidim here. Now we know it, right? Got to make sure we know it, right? What do you, at least in it, and then and then forget knowing the Shreyasar, learning the Shreyasar, right? So he says, why is that? He says it's so ironic. Even the Chazal, etc. Says the Chafetz Chaim as a little chizuk. Let's try to focus a little bit also on Torah Shabbat Torah Shabbat Because after all, that's what's finite. That's the Geshem. And even ends off in the next source, according to the Torah source 5. Nowadays, only the light of Torah Shabbat has really been given over. We don't really have the full light of It's like which we're like blind in the dark. That we learn for we yearn for Eliyahu Navi to come to teach us to make sure we fully commit ourselves to Torah Shabbat. But we don't have to wait for Eliyahu Navi. We can even do a Bismanazet. The full light will come when Eliyahu Navi comes, but we have to try our best. It's fascinating. Uh, even a couple hundred years ago, not even a couple hundred, less than uh, less than two hundred years ago, the Nodebi Yehuda, the Tzlach, source number seven, the Tzlach is the Nodebi Yehuda's commentary on Shas. Nodebi Yehuda wrote two famous svarim, besides the um, besides other svarim that he has in Jerusalem. He, he wrote the Nodebi Yehuda and he wrote the Tzion L'Nefesh Chaya, right on Tzlach on Shas. Nodebi Yehuda is Chuvis. His name was not was neither, right? His name was Yecheskel Landau. He wrote Nodebi Yehuda. For his father, his father's name was Yehuda, and he wrote Siyon Lenefesh Chaya, the Tzlach, for his mother, whose name was Chaya. His name was Recheskel Landau from Prague. So it says that Tzlach in Brachas, the Mishnah there says, the Mishnah in Brachas on Nafchav Ches says, Minu Bnecha Min Hahigayon. Prevent your sons from Higayon. What does Higayon mean? It's a hard word to translate. Higayon. So says Rashi there, Lo Targilum, it's in the bold print in Source 7. Lo Targilum Bemikra Yosemidai. Don't study 
mikra with them so much. It's Rashi. Mishum demashcha, because it pulls them. The Achronim try to figure out what does Rashi mean? Mikra? What's wrong with Mikra? Ben Chamesh Mikra. Hey, what's wrong with Mikra? Says the Tzlach. Source 7. Lanier, Lanier, Daiti, Mishum. Look what he says. Shalimud ha-Mikra, gam ha-Api karsim lomdim. Bishvil halashon. Kamosha lomdim shalashonos. There are many heretics that study the Bible. There are many heretics, there are many non-believers that are involved in biblical studies. Says the Tzlach, if we're not mashkiach, if you don't focus on our children when they're very young, we let them learn. We don't really focus on what they're learning. They know, they know, they know the Bible, very, they know, a lot of them know Tanakh, boom. But how do they know Tanakh? And sometimes they can get caught in the trap of studying Tanakh not based on Chazal. Studying Tanakh not based on a traditional, with a traditional hashkafa. There are, there are Svarim out there, new, new Tamil Chachamim, right? Writing Svarim, but as long as there, you know, there are those that are not as well. Says the Nodabi Yehuda hundreds of years ago. They study it just for the language, the linguistic style. That's why the Mishnah in the year 200, almost 2,000 years ago, says you got to be careful then because it's been a thousands of year old problem that people involved in Tanakh, some of them are not always the greatest Ma'aminim. And therefore, make sure it's bedarke Torah. The Nodim Yehuda doesn't say not to learn it, not to learn it, but you have to learn it in the context, also with Mishnah, also with Gemara. But this is why heard recently some suggest maybe that's why Tanakh has been shied away from because maybe people who weren't the greatest Ma'aminim started being involved with Tanakh. But we have to realize. They, they can't take Tanakh away from us. Tanakh is God's autobiography. Torah is God's autobiography. And it's our job to babakiyim in it just as much or even more so than it is to be a Baki Bishas. And I'll just end with a Rashi. Again, this is all from that Chafetz Chaim. It's a Rashi. Rashi in Surah 6. Rashi says in Parshish Kisisa where the Torah says, Kachalo Sola Daberito. When Hashem finished talking to Moshe, Kaloso in the Torah is spelled without a vav. It's spelled just kala. Like a kala, like a bride. Why? Look at the Rashi. Third line, source six. Dover acher. Makala miskashetes v'chav dalad kitukishutin. Just like a kala, a bride wears 24 ornaments, jewelry. Heino amurim besefer Yeshaya. Like listed in Yeshaya. Av Tamar Chacham says, what's, Rashi, Rashi is going to give us a secret here. What's a Tamar Chacham? How do you define a Tamar Chacham? Sorach Leo's Baki Bechaf Dalet Sfarim. Got to be a Baki in the 24 books of Tanakh. Doesn't say the 64 Sfarim of Shas. 24 Sfarim of Tanakh. That defined a Tamar Chacham first and foremost. And that's what the Chavetz Chaim bemoans. Chavetz Chaim knew Tanakh. The Gedolim, you read, you read the, the, the read the Emes Liakov, Allah Torah. Every third third piece in there is a, is a grammatical issue where he quotes a pasuk from Navi and Mamish Rabbi Yaakov knew Tanakh, the Gedolim knew Tanakh. We have to know Tanakh, and that's Rashi and that's the Tzlach.
and that is the Chafetz Chaim. Rain and dew. Another thought, continuing, this also I mentioned, I think, in a uh, in a Shavuish year at one point, but again, it has to do with this week's parsha, so we got to put it in. Pasuk says, famous Pasuk, that we have a couple of sukkim into the parsha. Pasuk Gimel, next Pasuk. Kishem Hashem Ekra Havu When I call the name of God, I shall ascribe greatness to Him. So we know, it's interesting, a couple of years ago someone asked me, what is the original source of saying Kishem Hashem before Shmona Esrei? It's not in Shas anywhere. It's not in Shas, so you don't really find it in too many Rishonim, if any. It's a very, very um, you know, unclear what exactly is the, is the early sources and where it's mentioned. Right? And that's why Kishem Hashem is not strong enough for us to put at the beginning of every Shmona Esrei. So whenever we have to be Masvich Geula Latvila, Whenever we have to put Gal Yisrael next to Shmon Esrei, like in Shachris and Mayriv, we don't say Kishem Hashem Ekra. That's how you know. Kishem Hashem is not a trick. Kishem Hashem Ekra, remember, we do by Musaf and by Mincha, and by Ni'ila. Because those three um, do not require to be Chaskulotila, and it's a late, it's late, it's not in Shas anywhere. Hashem Svasai Tiftach is in Shas. So that's why that is earlier. But here's the Pasik. Kishem Hashem Ekra, Havu Godel, Havu Godel Levokane. Solvechik pointed out, that if you look in the Gemara in Brachas Daf Chafalif, Kishem Hashem is a makar for a halacha. Source number eight. Amar of Yehuda. Minayin leberchas hamazon lacharem in a Torah. How do we know that benching is daraisa? Shenem mar v'yachalta v'savalta v'yachta. We eat, we're satiated, and we bench. Uminayin leberchas ha-Torah lefanah Hashem in a Torah. How do we know that berchas ha-Torah is daraisa? Shenem mar kishem Hashem ekra havogod delelokeinu. So when I call out to God, when I learn, I ascribe greatness to Him. Right, so this is also the source for the discussion. We know the only bracha that is for sure daraisa is benching. The only other bracha that might be daraisa is birchas Torah. Might be. It says it in the Gemara. And that's what the Ramban says. I don't know what the problem is. It says it black on white. It says benching and birchas Torah. For some reason, the Ramban does not mention it anywhere as a mitzvah daraisa. The Ramban counts it as a separate mitzvah say. Separate from learning is birchas Torah every morning. That's the shita of the Ramban. The Ramban doesn't say anything. So does he say it's only Durabanan? This Gemara is not to be taken literally. Does he say it's included in a different mitzvah? Maybe in learning itself? Unclear. But that is, this is the Gemara. Shem Hashem Ekra. But if you look in the Gemara in Yuma, Daflamid Zayin, source number nine, Shem Hashem seems to teach me a different halacha. Tanya, Rebbe Yomer, says Rebbe Yehuda Hanasi, Kishem Hashem Ekra, Havu Godel Elokeinu. What does that mean? Armor Lahem Moshe Yisrael. Moshe says to the Jews, Bishah Shani Maskir Shmoshel Akadish Barachu. When I'm Maskir Shem Hashem, Atem Havu Godel. You ascribe greatness. When I call out the name of God, says Moshe, ascribe greatness to him. And the Mepharshim explain, this is the source for bowing down when we hear the Shem Hashem on Yom Kippur. Karanu Mishtachavim. When I hear the Shem Hashem, you have to give ascribe greatness. Any ascribe greatness, you bow down, go all the way down. Karanu Mishtachavim. What we do, Zeichel uh, Mikdash on the Yom Noray. Say, ask Rav Salvechik, what's going on here? Same Pasuk, and we learn two different halachas from the same Pasuk. The Gemara in Brachas tells us Kishem Hashem Akra is the makar for Birchas HaTorah, saying a bracha before we learn. Right? Men and women, the Shulchan Aruch says, Nashim Mavarcho is Birchas HaTorah, says the Gemara, says the, says the Shulchan Aruch. Various reasons why. 
But the Gemara in Yuma says, you know what you learn out? Bowing down when you hear the Shem Hashem. So which is it? Is it Berchah the Torah? Is it Shem Hashem? Says Rav Salvechik beautifully. It's not two different halachas. It's the same halacha. It's the same exact halacha. Saying Berchah Torah and bowing down when we hear Shem Hashem. And it's based on the Ramban. The Ramban tells us in source number 10. Oh, this is in the Zakdama to the Torah. Says the Ramban. Oh, I think we mentioned this way back in Bracious. So whenever we mentioned it, it's the Ramban to remember. Oh, We have a Kabbalah, a true Kabbalah. Kikal HaTorah Kula Shmosav Shalakadosh Baruch All the names of God are spell. All the all the Torah spells out the name of God in some Kabbalistic way. We read the Torah. We don't see the name of God. We see. Barashas, Bara, Elokim. We see nice words. That makes sense to us. But on a deeper Kabbalistic level, if you put all the letters together, you don't break it up in words, it spells out Shem Hashem. It all spells out Shem Hashem. Because the words are split up into names if you split them up differently. As if, I'll give you a mashal, says the Ramban. I'll split up Brashas into different words. Barosh Yisparah Elokim. Right? That's the same letters. Brashas Barah Elokim. But he just split it up differently. Barosh Yisparah Elokim. The Torah The entire Torah we could break up into different types of words that spell out the name of God. Um, skipping to words underlined. Um, and therefore, Sefer Torah Shetabah Bosachas. That's why we say that if a Sefer Torah has a psal, if a Sefer Torah is missing or has extra, even one letter, it's psal. Why is it psal? What if it doesn't change the meaning of a word? doesn't matter. Because this idea that it spells out the Shem Hashem means that even if you're missing one letter, it might not make a difference to us, but it makes a difference in the whole scheme of things. L'fsol Sefer Torah she'yachzer bovav echad mimilaz osam. So what is the Ramban telling us? That on some Kabbalistic level, the Torah itself is the name of God. When we learn Torah, we are coming into contact with HaKadosh Baruch Hu, with Shem Hashem. So on a deeper level, explain Rav Salvechik, Birchas Torah, we're about to come face to face with HaKadosh Baruch Hu. We're about to come face to face with Shem Hashem. Saying Birchaz Torah and bowing down when we hear Shem Hashem, it's the same halacha. They're both praising and acknowledging Shem Hashem. Just one is Nigla and one is Nistar. When we learn, it doesn't feel like Shem Hashem. It's Nistar. But that's the way we get close to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And we hear HaKadosh Baruch Hu's name, then we have to bow down. The Shem Hashem Ekra could teach us both halachos because it's really the same halacha. Continuing, there's a medrash quoted. The Arachayim Hakadosh quotes three lines of the medrash in source twelve on a pasuk at the beginning of the parsha. Kisir Maladeshe, but we're gonna. I gave you the whole medrash in source eleven. It's a medrash in Mishlei. So let's see the medrash in its entirety. Says the medrash in source eleven. Rabbi Shmuel said, Rabbi Shmuel says we have to be very nervous and worried and concerned about what we are going to be asked. 
Again, a medrash that's appropriate for this time of year. Says the medrash. We're just going to read different lines to get the uh, main idea of the medrash. Where it's underlined. Milafana, balafana, mishiyish, biyado, mikra, v'yem biyado, mishnah. Somebody comes in front of HaKadosh Baruch Hu who learned Mikra, who learned Torah, learned Tanakh. HaKadosh Baruch Hu is going to ask him, where's your Mishnah? You learned Mikra, but where's your Mishnah? Skip a couple of words. What happens if somebody learned Mishnah? Why don't you learn Halacha? Where's the Halacha? Let's say somebody learned Halacha. HaKadosh Baruch Hu Omer Lo Bini Torah's Kohanim Lama Lo Shanisa You learned Halacha but do you know Kachim? You know Kachim? Sheyesh Batumah but do you know you know Sefer Vayikra? Sheyesh Batumah Vatara Tumah Shratzim Tara Shratzim Tumas Nagayim Right? Whenever we start feeling like we, we know something like we know like we feel good we're a Tamar Chacham you know just study start start studying uh, Tazriya Mitzorah go through some of those uh, Parshias see if you even know the Psukim we should see if you even know what's a Nesek What's a baheres? What's a sapachas? And we got to know, know the kohanim. Better, got to start working. Right, got to start working. Mashiach, you have here. You bought a base. Make this. We think we're gonna have to know kachim and taras. You're gonna have to paskin. What's saras? What's not saras? Taras the sachim. Ubatim tumas zavim v'leida. Taras zavim tumas saras. Vidi yom kippur gzei rishavus. You gotta know everything. Balafana mishviad. You have to know. Okay, me balafana mishviad. The taras kohanim. Somebody comes in front of a kadosh baruch hu. He knows it. He knows taras kohanim. He knows Vayikra. I think I mentioned, Rav Salvechik once made a comment where he said that if the Kohen Gadol, he was a Levi, Rav Salvechik, so he couldn't be the Kohen Gadol. But if the Kohen Gadol ever had to stop the Avoda on Yom Kippur, if he ever had to stop in the middle at some point, I could continue. I could continue the Avoda. He knew it so well because he loved it. Avodas Yom HaKippurim. He had so, it was so meaningful to him. They say it was his favorite day of the year. This is favorite day. Why is it favorite? Not favorite, but just the day, the most inspiring because he felt so close to Kaddish Baruch Hu. I could take over. He knew Taras Kohanim. And more. So somebody says, somebody knows Taras Kohanim. Omla Kaddish Baruch Hu. Bini. He keeps going. Somebody has Chamishi Chamsha Torah, Lamala Gata, Shanisa. The exact order here we're not going to focus on. But we'll get the message. And then turning, somebody knows Talmud even. Go to line 13. But Mishi Ishbi the Talmud. Somebody comes to Kaddish Baruch Hu and knows Talmud. It seems to be like the highest level. He knows Mikra, he knows Mishnah, he knows Talmud. HaKadosh Baruch will tell him, see, Pisa b'Merkava? You learn Kabbalah? You learn Maisa Merkava? So what's the Medrash doing here? What's that Medrash is teasing? Whatever you know, oh, you don't know this. What's HaKadosh Baruch going to do? It says the Yerachayim HaKadosh, no. The Medrash is meant to inspire us. Inspire us and to be Mechai of us be of us, but also to make sure that we realize that Kaddish Baruch Hu understands. On the one hand, and we'll read the Arachayim HaKadosh in a minute inside, on the one hand, somebody who's on the most basic level and only has Mikra, HaKadosh Baruch Hu does not come to him and say, why don't you learn Kabbalah? HaKadosh Baruch Hu is only asking one level above what the person did. Meaning, HaKadosh Baruch Hu knows our potential. He knows what we're up to. But the message is we could all do a little more. A drop more. Just one level up. That's it. That's all. Says the Arachayim HaKadosh, turning over. Source 12. He quotes the Medrash in Mishlei. 
He says, or it's underlined, What does it prove? Hey, mister, why didn't you learn about the Maise Merkava? Maise Merkava? I never heard of Rava. Asking me about the Maise Merkava. He says, Just one level up. One level up what he pushed himself. Whatever we do, whatever level we're up to, HaKadosh Baruch Hu just wants us to do a little more. We come to one shir, he wants us to come to a second shir. We don't come to any shirim, he wants us to go to a shir. We listen to, right, we we're, we listen, we learn on one way to work. We learn halfway to, ha- half the time to work. So learn the whole way to work. Learn three quarters of the way to work. We do this, whatever it is, an extra few minutes. We learn one mission a day. Do two missions a day. He does not have, why, why didn't we do, why don't we do 18 prakim a day? Right? We didn't to finish us every month. He's not going to ask us that unless we're up to that level. So that's on the one hand. But on the other hand, it's mechai of us to go up that level. We can never just say, okay, I'm up to here. There's always another level. There's always more. Says the Arachayim HaKadosh, that's what potential is all about. It's all about yearning for the next stage but realizing HaKadosh Baruch Hu is an understanding God and he realizes what we're all about. That's the Arachayim HaKadosh about potential. Just push a little harder. Two more thoughts for the evening. One is another Chavetz Chaim, and then we get to a Rav Sternbach. Another Chavetz Chaim, Suhaz 13. Question that this, this thought relates back to what we discussed earlier from Rav Zevin, but it's a separate idea, and it's in the order of the Parsha, so I put it here. Pasuk says, Ki Hashem amo Yaakov We are God's portion. Ki Hashem amo. We are God's portion. Question is asked. If we are God's favorites, we are God's chosen. If God loves us and we're his favorites, why doesn't he take us to Shamayim and give us a, a heavenly existence? We have the Jewish people in heaven. Aren't there higher worlds, more spiritual worlds? If he loves us so much, why are we down here in the schmutz? Why are we down here in the mud? You know, we should be up there. What's the, what's the, why did the Kaddish Baruch put us here? What did he put us here for? If he loves us, we're his chalak. Chavz Chaim gives a mashal. Here's the, the little boy. I guess it's a mushal, but he wants to make it real. So he says, in Vilna, there was a little boy in the chatzar of the shul. And, and everybody around to see he's looking for something. He lost something. Kishain of Zol goes to Moses. He starts crying. The Jews that went to Davin. They said, little boy, what'd you lose? Can we help you find it? What are you looking for? We want to help you. I lost a little copper coin my mother gave me. I lost a little coin on my way to school. So they all start looking. Everybody starts. He lost a coin his mother gave me. They're looking under the benches, on top of the benches, outside, looking all over. They couldn't find it. So what do we usually do? Right? We're looking for something and we say, okay, tell us exactly where you lost it. Tell us exactly where you lost it. So what did the kid answer? He says, well, I lost it a few blocks away. I lost it by the glass makers, but, but I'm looking for it here. 
So what are you looking for it here for? They ask him. He says, well, it's all muddy there. I don't want to get my feet dirty. I want to step in the mud there. I'm not going to screw it. I'm going to look for it here. I don't want to get dirty over there. I'll look for it here. Right, sometimes we ask our kids, right? You see me looking for 20 minutes. Where'd you, where'd you lose it? Downstairs. Right? So what did he tell me that 20 minutes ago? Right? So it says, says the Chafetz Chaim, Kain Hadavar bin Yonenu. That's exactly the point here. What's the mashal? There are less dirty, muddy worlds than this one. But you know what? The Torah is only in this world. The pearls and the jewels are only lost in this world. The Nitzotos HaKedusha are only in this muddy courtyard. They're nowhere else. And if we want to go look for it in the heavens, then we're not going to find it there. That's not the goal. We could, he could put us there. Hashem says, why should I put you in heaven? The Torah is here. Hashem didn't want to give the Torah to the angels. Right? So he had to put us here. He had to put us here because this is the place where the, where the Torah, where the Torah is. We're familiar, we mentioned in the past, the the, uh, the Gemara in Shabbos, Daf Peches, Daf Petes. We always speak about the Shavuos time. Fascinating Gemara. The angels are fighting with God. Why are you giving the Torah to the Jews? Why are you giving the Torah to the Jewish uh, to uh, to people? Right. The, I gave you source fourteen. B'shash Allah Moshe Lamarom Amram Alachai Shores Levanei Kadosh Baruch Hu Rabboni Shalom Lamalu Yelisha Benayin. What's Moshe doing here? He's been here for forty days. What's he doing here? He's a human. Says I'm giving him the Torah. What are you giving him the Torah? What about us? We're chopped liver. We're to have liver us angels. What about us? So Hashem says to Moshe, we discussed this Parshas Vayetze, if you remember, by the Sulam. An unbelievable thought from Rav Asher Weiss. So it's recorded. So Hashem says to Moshe, hold on to my Kisei HaKavid and answer them. Right, so Moshe was scared. Hold on to my Kisei HaKavid, which has Yaakov's face on it. That's what we spoke about it then. And give them an answer. So says the uh, says Moshe Rabbeinu in the continuation, Third to last line. What does it say in your Torah? Moshe turns to the angels. Did you leave Egypt? No. Sorry. Right. Torah Mateel. What does it say in the Torah? Right. Ben Ha'amim. Don't don't worship other gods. Do you have any other gods up here? You have any other Zara up here? Right. No. What does it say in the Torah? First skinny line. You got, you got to, you need some time off. It was a busy, busy work week for you angels, right? You got to, got to, you need some time to relax on the weekend. Right? You have a Shabbos. You have a Shabbos. Kavos v'yichamesi mecha. You have parents. Lo tirzach, lo tinnach, lo tignov. That shayach. The angels like you're right. The Torah is meaningless to us. That's the Chavetz Chaim's point. Chavetz Chaim's point is that the Torah is for this world. The Torah is. We can't be like that kid. Oh, you want to be up in the heavens? No. We got to be in the mud a little bit. We got to make sure we stay clean as clean as we can, but we got to be a little bit in the mud. Right? That's what he even quotes in the footnotes in 13a, Pasuk and Shir Ashir, Al Mishkavi Baleilos. Al Mishkavi, says the Chavetz Chaim, a person might say when he's already after life, when he's lying in the kever, I'm trying to do what I really love. I'm trying to learn Torah now, but it's too late now. we got to do it now. we got to do it in this, in this Olam. In this Olam. Just end with one more thought thought from Sternbach. 
Pasuk says in the continuation of the Shira, Lamed Beis Yud Zayin, Lamed Beis Yud Zayin, right before Ravii, Yizbuchu. Again, Rashi quotes two whole different versions of what all these psukim mean. Yeah, during Mavra Sedra, and then Rashi says, "This is all one shot, but let me give you the other shot." And he goes through all twenty-five psukim again to try to tell you a whole different mahalach about what all the psukim mean. Right, you earn it. You got two weeks to do Hazinu, though. You'll say, "Mavra Sedra is too long." You got two weeks. So split it up. Split it up. So it says the pasuk, "Yizbuchu l'shedim lo eloa." Right, they sacrifice to demons that are not gods. Elohim lo yidaum. Gods they did not know. Chadashim mikarov ba'u. New gods that came from close. Lo sa'arim avoseichem. And their four, your forefathers never did this. So what about Azar? So what exactly does that mean? New gods that your forefathers didn't know. Rise with Sternbach and Tam Vadas. Nero lefarish pasik zeh. Dehine yadua sheshoris ta'usam shaldar enosh v'chal ovdi elilim b'doros v'rishonim haya. How did Avodazara start? The Rambam, the beginning of Tochaz Avodah Zarah, how did it start? She'yichzu kalach u'gdula l'nevram shem she'mala. Avodah Zarah originally started because people made a little mistake. They attributed power. First they started worshipping God through his servants, the sun and the moon and the stars, and then it separated to just worshipping the stars and the moon. That was original Avodah Zarah, the celestial beings. Hashem Hashem And they thought they were powerful. Okay, they were wrong. One level of Avodah but okay, at least it's the sun. At least it's the moon. At least it's just like something amazing. Okay, fine. Uba Avodah Karbana, Karbana Sakarbana Slafneim, Yerat Slafnei Bori Olam. That was original Avodah Zarah. Says of Sternbach, but then came a new type of Avodah Zarah. What's a new type of Avodah Zarah? Am Nam B'Doras Achronim, and he writes this for our day. We have certain types of heresy. People are totally... They don't believe at all. They're atheists. They don't really believe in anything. You know what their Avodah Zarah is? Themselves. They're worshipping themselves. And they say all their hatzlacha. It's me. It's all me. That's a new type of Avodah Zarah. What does the Pasuk say? Elohim Zarah, right? That, that your forefathers didn't know. Right? Way back when, they knew there was a God. But they said the sun and the moon and the stars, they, also, they, they, they made that mistake. But they thought they, they themselves were God. He says, Lo no, nobody would have had a Havamina to, to attribute the power to themselves. Yeah, but this is this is a new type of Avodazara. It's just amazing. Those of you out there, right, that you don't usually bring in current events to the uh, the Parshashir, but it's like I, I I heard about this story and then I see this with Sternbach, it's Mamish it's Mamish in the Torah. Mamish in the Torah. The greatest basketball player of all time, arguably, was inducted into the Hall of Fame this week. Right? Michael Jordan. Greatest baseball player of all time. And there's a whole ceremony, there's a whole covet, is a whole amazing. And then you get to give a speech. You get to give an acceptance speech. I didn't see the whole speech. I just saw a few articles about the speech. It was, all the commentaries say, the most degrading, disgusting, 
every single person he has ever been in contact in his entire life, he insulted. Every coach, every player, every trainer, everybody. He ruined his legacy. What, what happened? He was the greatest player of all time. Elohim asher lo yidaum. Chadashim yikarov ba'u. Tzavodazar. Tzavodazar. It's Mahabh Tzavodazar. He's worshipping himself. That's what happened. And we see it this week. We see it all over. But that's exactly what Sternbach is talking about. Right? It was his moment in the sun. Could have gone off into history. Beautiful, wonderful. Remains without a stain. But yet what happens? Avodah Zarah. The Gemara says, Chazal say, Kol HaKoes Ki Oved Avodah Zarah. Somebody who gets angry is like worshiping Avodah Zarah. Why? Why am I angry? I'm just angry. I'm upset. Avodah Zarah? The answer is because you're worshiping yourself. When I'm angry and I think, right, I'm sitting in traffic, I'm supposed to be there half an hour ago, my train isn't moving for some reason, why doesn't the train move? Right, it must be the conductor fell asleep, there's no other reason. I have to get there, what's going on? I have to be at the appointment. I'm getting angry, I'm, I'm upset, why? One, one, second, one second, why don't you put somebody else in the center of the world? No, because at that moment, I'm worshipping myself. And that's called Akoi's Kilo Obed and that's the Avodah that Rav Tam Adas is speaking about. Elohim We must remember, Rosh Hashanah is about Malchus. Rosh Hashanah is about putting Hakadosh Baruch Hu is in the center of our world, right? Nothing else in the center of our world, not ourselves and not any other power, just Hakadosh Baruch Hu. That's what Rosh Hashanah is about. That's what this these last few days are about. And interesting that just uh, right, we know we're in the days that you may have Bria now. Right, going to Rosh Hashanah. So today was Wednesday. Today was the sun and the moon and the stars. Wednesday, right? That's what they say. Um, right, the sun and the moon stars. That is some some the Gemara, the Klayaka discusses. There were certain curses that came into effect on Wednesday because that was the start of Avodah Zarah. But we have to remember these last few hours before Rosh Hashanah. Malchias, Hakadosh Baruch Hu is in the middle. Right, we can't. We have to work on our kaas. Kolakoliski leobed Avodah Zarah and Beth Hashem. The more we put Hakadosh Baruch Hu in the center of our world. So in that way, Be'ez HaShem HaKadosh will bring us up. He'll bring us out of this, the muddy world, and He'll really take us. Ki chela k'ashem amo, Yaakov nechevel nachalasah.